This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Friday, November 4th. Coming up, Republican Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt and Democrat Trudy Bush Valentine are in the running for Missouri's open U.S. Senate seat. The outcome of the race could depend on whether Bush Valentine can energize Democratic voters. The more important thing that she has to do is ignite her base and get them excited. Plus, voters in the western half of Missouri's Congressional District 6 say they've always been conservative. It's just that they used to be able to call themselves Democrats, but not anymore. Yeah, it, it's definitely changed. The conservative party's Republican now. I, it, we don't know why it changed. We, we've said the same thing. <laughs> but first, some headlines. The Kansas City Police Department will pay $5 million to settle a lawsuit over the 2019 police killing of Terrence Bridges. KCUR's Salisa Kalakal has more. The amount is one of the highest ever paid out by the Kansas City Police Department. Bridges, an unarmed black man, was shot and killed by Officer Dylan Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer was never charged. Gwen Grant is the president of the Urban League of Kansas City. She says Pfeiffer should have been prosecuted. It is unconscionable that Dylan Pfeiffer remains employed by KCPD while we foot the bill for his Incompetence. The KCPD has settled other high-profile lawsuits this year brought by families of people injured or killed by police. On Tuesday, Missourians will vote on a constitutional amendment that would require Kansas City to increase the police budget. KCUR's Zach Perez reports debate over Amendment 4 centers largely over who controls the police department. Senator Tony Lukemeyer, a Republican from Parkville, says he sponsored the amendment after the Kansas City Council attempted to reallocate $42 million from the police budget in 2021 toward crime prevention efforts. The actions of the city council last year are proof this city council does not have the maturity to run a 1,200 police officer police department. But Dylan Piles of Decarcerate KC says that many of the amendment's co-sponsors have no real ties to Kansas City and that its passage would strip decision-making powers from residents. This ballot measure sends a dangerous message across the state that local communities aren't deserving of those rights and that state powers ultimately dictate what goes on in municipalities. Kansas City's is the only police department in Missouri that's governed by a state-appointed police board. Thousands of medical artifacts are now up for auction after the closing of the Medicines Hall of Fame and Museum in Shawnee. Dr. Bruce Hodges spent five decades gathering memorabilia, tools, and art from around the world. But his dream of exhibiting the artifacts and a dedicated space lasted only two years. Robert Mayo is the auctioneer. Unfortunately, it didn't work here for them to be continue to be shown in this museum, but hopefully the items will go to collectors who will preserve that history and, and show it to those future generations. An in-person auction starts today at the museum space on Lackman Road, but interested bidders can also peruse the items online through next week. Missourians will soon decide whether Republican State Attorney General Eric Schmidt or Democrat nurse and heiress Trudy Bush Valentine will represent them in the U.S. Senate. Compared to the wild primary season, the general election battle has been somewhat tame, perhaps a signal that the outcome could mirror the rightward trajectory of the state. But St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports Missouri Democrats are not going to give up without a fight. Missouri's U.S. Senate race changed dramatically on an early August night when Attorney General Eric Schmidt went before an adoring crowd at a Maryland Heights ballroom. Schmidt was declaring victory in a crowded GOP primary for the U.S. Senate. He vanquished five major candidates, including controversial former Governor Eric Greitens 
in the often unpredictable race to succeed retiring U.S. Senator Roy Blunt. The Democrats aren't playing small ball. They're playing for keeps. They're two votes away, two votes away in the United States Senate from packing the Supreme Court, adding states to the union, federalizing our elections, instituting amnesty and open borders. Besides attacking elements of President Joe Biden's agenda, Schmidt has sought to contrast his North St. Louis County roots with Bush Valentine's wealth. I worked at Grant's farm while in college, giving tours and taking out the trash. And don't we need a little bit more of that in Washington right now? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I don't come from billions. I come from Bridgeton. For her part, Bush Valentine has poured millions of dollars into television ads to showcase her background as a nurse and criticize Schmidt's support for Missouri's abortion ban. She's also backing issues that appeal to the Democratic base, such as stricter gun laws. I would do anything I can to enforce better gun laws so we don't have these kind of shootings. Bush Valentine has also played up Schmidt's backing of a 2013 law that repealed the state's prohibition on the foreign ownership of farmland. That was done in response to a Hong Kong-based company buying Smithfield, which has a sizable footprint in rural Missouri. A communist country like China, for them to own farmland in Missouri or anywhere else in the United States is a threat to our security and it's a threat to our food supply. It's not really a mystery why Bush Valentine is hammering Schmidt on that issue. Democrats need to gain ground in rural Missouri to piece together enough votes to win statewide elections. While there's some debate over whether the foreign ownership of farmland issue could prevent her from losing lightly populated counties by a landslide, Democrats like Clark County resident Charles West say Bush Valentine needs to give it a shot. She needs those people, the same people all across the state. It doesn't matter if you're Republican, Democrat, you cannot speak to one party. you got to talk to everybody. Bush Valentine will also need to compete in largely populated suburbs like Jefferson and Lincoln counties that have trended Republican in recent years. And as State Representative Lakeisha Bosley of St. Louis noted, turn out Democratic voters in urban areas. The more important thing that she has to do is ignite her base and get them excited. And I think that comes with more of what she's trying to do, which is reach the people and be where the people are and listening to them. But Bush Valentine is clearly facing headwinds. Since winning the primary, public polling showed Schmidt comfortably in the lead. National political groups have not come to help Bush Valentine, a sign that they don't think Missouri is competitive compared to other states. And Schmidt is not holding many public events, are doing long-form interviews with reporters, nor is he debating Bush Valentine. Republican State Representative Travis Fitzwater of Callaway County says he's fairly confident that Schmidt can prevail and keep the seat in GOP hands. Schmidt's about a, as good a candidate as you're going to get um, on the Republican side, and I think uh, I think that's going to going to probably pull some people out too in the in that general election because they know the importance of a U.S. Senate seat going to Republicans in the state. GOP Congresswoman Ann Wagner of Baldwin, who is running for re-election against Democrat Trish Gunby, says the national environment is tilting toward Republicans. And she says that could help Schmidt 
considering Missouri's rightward trend in recent elections. When people are hurting and they don't believe that this administration uh, or, or that uh, the Democrats in Congress are, are hearing them. If Missouri's Republican tilt helps carry Schmidt to victory, it will mean Governor Mike Parson will appoint his successor as Attorney General. I'm Jason Rosenbaum. Democrats used to be competitive in Missouri's 6th congressional district about 20 years ago. Now, finding a Democrat in public office is becoming harder and harder. KCUR's Carlos Moreno tells us how voters there have always been conservative, but the political labels have shifted. It's a Friday night in Stanbury. The hometown Bulldogs are about to take on the East Atchison Wolves. Some fans bundle up in their cars, park near the stadium to watch the game. Others, like Nick Groomer and his wife, tough out the whipping wind with heavy coats or blankets in the small bleachers in this farming community in northwest Missouri. Groomer teaches history at Stanbury High School. With the November elections approaching, education issues are on his mind. He's also concerned about what kids learn from social media and how it informs their political thinking. Groomer says that people who live in the area, part of Missouri's vast congressional 6th district, generally vote conservative. That used to include Democrats, but in this part of rural Missouri, what it means to be a Democrat has flip-flopped over the years. Yeah, it has definitely changed. The conservative party's Republican now. I don't, it, we don't know why it changed. Congressman Sam Graves, a Republican who grew up in Tarkio, about an hour away, has represented them for 22 years. The rural swath covers all or parts of 36 counties where farming and ranching are the leading economic drivers. Byron Clark is the mayor of Claremont, population 160 in Nottoway County. Voters here elected Graves with 73% of the vote in 2020 over Democratic challenger Gina Ross. Clark's construction company repairs the trucks and machinery that lets the farmers move hogs, haul grain, and harvest crops. Everybody wants to see our community stay together, see our schools stay, see our kids be safe, and you don't hear the left talk about that as much as what the right does. That feeling that the National Democratic Party no longer welcomes conservative-leaning rural voters under their tent seems to permeate the region. The last Democrat to hold Graves' seat in the 6th District was Pat Danner, who served from 1993 to 2000. Since then, no Democrat has come close since her son Steve Danner collected 47 percent of the vote when Graves first won the seat in 2000. Clark says that's because the Democratic Party doesn't talk to voters like him. The Democrats at the national level, you see the focus on rights of everybody else. They want to stand outside the box and take the extreme. 66-year-old Harold Bracken is waiting at Jay's Tasty Freeze for his to-go order near downtown Stanbury. It's one of the few places open in town on a Friday night. The Democratic Party left us. Bracken says people in the area used to relate to Democrats on issues like labor and economics, but he believes they have abandoned that focus for what he calls extreme liberal policies. Uh, the first president, uh, 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 president I voted for was Carter, and, and then that's the last time I voted Democrat. <laughs> Up the road in Maryville, Jessica Gracie teaches political science at Northwest Missouri State University. She agrees the Democrats' fondness for social programs and taxes that fund those programs doesn't speak to many voters around her. The Republicans have done a really good job of messaging with rural voters about guns and abortion. 
and like those have become sort of those two rally and cry issues for rural voters. And those resonate really well with rural voters. And that has left little for the Democrats to work with. I don't want to say the Democrats have abandoned rural areas, but they kind of have. And on a windswept field in northwest Missouri, fans are settling under the lights of Friday night. The last thing on their minds is who might represent them in Washington. College professor Jessica Gracie says that it's likely they won't hear from candidate Sam Graves or his Democratic challenger. Locals all say Graves rarely, if ever, comes to campaign anymore. He doesn't have to. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Carlos Moreno in Stanbury, Missouri. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast is produced by Byron Love and KCUR Studios and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Jason's story about Missouri's U.S. Senate race and Carlos's story about the race in Missouri's 6th Congressional District, visit KCUR.org. You can find more election coverage from Kansas City's NPR station at KCUR.org elections. On Monday, we'll hear from the candidates for Jackson County Executive. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. Kansas City Today keeps our communities informed. So does KCUR's daily news email, The Early Bird. It delivers the top headlines of the day right to your inbox every weekday at 6 a.m. You can subscribe at kcur.org slash early bird. Thank you.